to talk about uh, for a little bit tonight um, on the voice of the Lord and the things that the Lord will speak to us. And the title tonight is just a, a phrase here that Jesus spoke, uh, Talitha Kumi, praise the Lord. Mark chapter number 5, uh, verse 35, we'll read all the way to the end of the chapter. Amen. you can go ahead and stand, if you will, for the reading of the word. Appreciate my wife and my children. Thankful for a great family. Amen. Just, uh, just excited about what God is doing in our lives. Mark chapter number 5, verse 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? So to this servant, the limitation had been met. All right? Nothing else could happen now. Jairus's daughter was dead, and that was the end of the story as far as he was concerned. Verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. He suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talitha kumi which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded, them, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. I want you to look in your Bible there. There's three different places that's red uh, lettering, Jesus spoke three times on this occasion. Be not afraid, only believe. Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And finally he said, Talitha kumi, which means damsel, I say unto thee, arise. I want you to pray with me, if you will, tonight. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I pray right now you begin to speak to these hearts, to my heart, to all of us today. Lord, there's something you want to do in this service. I know there is, and I pray that you would just begin to just stir the waters. God, help us, Lord. Help our faith to be increased right now. So, Lord, when we come around the front, we're able to call on you without distraction and with knowledge that there are no limitations in your power. We love you, Jesus. We praise your name. Have your way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. This evening, praise God. We're just going to go ahead and jump right into the message tonight. But this story is recorded in three different places in the Gospels. Matthew chapter 9, Luke chapter 8, here in Mark chapter 5. Now Matthew, if you read his, his passage about this particular story, he gets to the point, just gets it in there, gets it over with. And then uh, Mark and Luke, they take a little bit more time, give us a little bit more detail, a little more information about what's going on here. Uh, if you read in the book of Luke, you'll 
seems that uh, Jairus, this daughter of his, may be his only child. So when you read it from that perspective, Brother Davis, it gives a little more urgency to the situation. I mean, I know all of our kids mean something, but if it's the only one you got, that's a little more urgent there. And so Jairus, he comes to Jesus. He knows that that there's somebody who can heal his sick daughter. He doesn't know the extent of the sickness. He only knows that it's pretty bad. And so he, he goes to Jesus, and you remember the story. He comes to him. He says, Jesus, I need you to come with me. My daughter is sick. She's near the point of death, and I, I don't know how much time we've got left with her. I know that you can help her. Please come with me. And so Jesus, he obliges the request. He goes ahead and begins to follow Jairus on the way to his house. But but along the way, there's some interruptions. So Jesus is on the way to meet the need, but there's some interruptions and, and, and uh, for Jairus, that is. But but along the way, the woman with the issue of blood, she she finds her way to Jesus, grabs a hold of his garment, the hem of his garment, and is healed. Praise the Lord. And and for a little while, though, the, the urgency for Jairus' need, it seems to change directions and go in her direction. Things go in her favor. But finally, Jesus gets back on the road going to Jairus' house, and and on the way, the servant of Jairus comes and and meets with Jesus and meets with his master, and he's not having any good news to share. Rather, he's got some really bad news. And he says, Jairus, master, your daughter has died. There's no point in bringing Jesus to the house. There's no reason to ask him to help us in this time of need. The the need is already over. It's already gone. She's passed away. It's too late. Isn't that like the enemy to come in and tell you that it's too late? Praise the Lord. But Jesus had something to say about the matter. And the Bible says, and we're gonna, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but as soon as he heard the word that the servants that the servant said, he spoke up like that real quick and said, Be not afraid. Only believe. He wasn't even gonna give Jairus any time to doubt the the reason why he came he came for Jesus' help. You know, some people, this, let's talk about the voice and the power uh, when the Lord speaks. But there's some people when they speak, you want to tune them out, and that in that the case. I mean, they speak, and you kind of wish they just shut their mouths a little bit. You, when they speak, you just turn your ears off. You, and, and when you see them at Walmart, you know that they're going to talk to you and make absolutely no sense, so you walk the other way. You've been there before? They're going to say they're running for the Senate instead of running for the presidency. I don't know if you saw that on Facebook or not. Praise the Lord. Some people, when they speak, you want to tune them out. Some people, when they speak, you can't tune them out. They're too loud. They're always in your face. They monopolize your time. You know, there's, I know there's a couple people in here, they struggle when they hear people chewing, you know, and they, they can't handle when somebody's crunching on potato chips or cereal. They try to tune it out, but they, they can't. That's the way some people's voices are. That might be the way the enemy is in your ear tonight. Right now, you can't seem to tune them out, but there are some people, when they speak, that you can tell that they have an authority 
behind their voice. I mean, when they stand up to speak, you listen because you know they've got something good to say or they've got something that's going to impact your life or impact your situation. Listen to me tonight. We serve a God that when he speaks, things happen. Amen. We serve a God when he speaks, uh, things happen. There's no doubt about it. Uh, When God speaks, every time uh, you read in his word, every time he opens his mouth, uh, something takes place. Uh, Something is impacted. Uh, Lives begin to change. Uh, Things come to form where there was nothing there before. Uh, You know, you look back the first time uh, when when the Lord spoke in Genesis uh, chapter number 1, something happened. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. I tell you, things happen when the Lord speaks. Praise the Lord. Whether it's him creating something out of nothing, bringing comfort from nowhere, or driving demons everywhere where they're not supposed to be. Amen. His voice makes things happen. Praise God. In Psalm 29, there's a few verses that just give us some examples of what happened or some qualities of the voice of the Lord. Let me share a few of them with you. Psalm 29, it says his voice is powerful. His voice is full of majesty or authority. His voice breaks the trees. His voice controls the flames of fire. His voice shakes the wilderness, creates the forest. Amen. When God speaks, things happen. And so you go fast forward into the New Testament in specific this story here when Jairus, he needs the Lord to act before just a little bit of time, before he gets to the damsel. Jesus just has the words to say. But I'm telling you, when he spoke, amen, things happened for Jairus. And on behalf of Jairus, let's look at the first thing that Jesus said. Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Up to this point, we're not given any dialogue between Jairus and Jesus. There's no conversation that we see. There may have been some talk I don't know but neither one of the uh, neither of the gospels tell us uh, what what was said after Jairus first comes to Jesus uh, so along the way they're just walking uh, Jesus does speak a couple of times to the lady uh, uh, who grabs a hold of the hem of his garment uh, he speaks to his disciples uh, but we don't see that he speaks uh, to Jairus uh, I don't know why he didn't speak to him or why it's not recorded uh, all I know is that he was on his way to his house and things uh, uh, they were just on the way there to see the work uh, that he would do uh, as a leader of the local synagogue you learn some things about Jairus here Jairus knew the scripture he knew the Old Testament and even though other religious leaders around him scoffed uh, and made fun of Jesus and tried to trap him uh, there was something inside of Jairus's heart uh, that caused him to reach out uh, for Jesus's help it may have just been the fact He ran out of every other option of somebody to come and help his daughter. But he knew from hearing the stories of his town around him that there was one who might be able to help. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen, we sang that song this morning around the altars. When everything around me says give up, everything around Jairus said give up. That's why he said, i got to choose Jesus. I've got to find help in this 
asked Jesus. So he ran to Jesus. He asked for his help. And I don't know why Jesus took his time. I don't know why Jesus didn't just speak the word and say, okay, now you know the Roman centurion, I just healed his servant from afar off. I just spoke the word and he was healed. So this time I'll do that for you. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus just went ahead and followed him to his house. Why does God do things in different ways for different people? I don't know. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me sometimes, but all I know is this. That there's a process involved in getting from point A to point B. And that was the reason for Jairus' journey. God was trying to show this man a few things. Hallelujah. And so the servant comes to Jairus and explains to him the situation. And before Jairus can even begin to doubt, I know the doubt started to try to creep in. And I know he he, he might have thought to himself right after the servant said that, man, this doesn't, why did I even try? But Jesus didn't give him much time to think. He said, being not afraid. Hallelujah. Only believe. Now listen to me. God speaks timely things. God speaks timely things. If you read through Scripture, you'll discover that God, He doesn't waste His words. He even says that we will give an account for every idle word that we say. So that lets me know God does not speak idle words. Rather, He makes sure that He speaks the right thing for the right time. God understands the value of His word. And as soon as Jesus heard the words of the servant, He felt compelled to speak a timely message. It's not time to be afraid, but it's time to call out on the faith that caused you to come to me in the first place. Listen to me tonight. I know some things are looking bad in your life and at home and in your family, but the thing that caused you to get down on your knees the first time when you were praying for that lost loved one or when you were praying for that healing, you need to call on that faith again. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has said, be not afraid, only only believe. Listen, listen, in Jairus' story, we can read ahead. We know that those words, Talitha Kumi, they're coming. They are coming. They're going to be, be said just a few minutes down the road. But until they reach the house where the daughter is dead, these words from Jesus are something that Jairus can lean on. Hallelujah. Every step that he took, he didn't have to think about the daughter that was dead, but he could think Jesus said. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Jesus told me not to fear, but to have faith. Amen. I'm reminded of something I was I was told about the Navy. Men in the Navy, uh, they, 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 they are told uh, you need to carry out the last orders that you're given. Uh, I was working for a pastor, and that's what he said. He said, uh, when a commanding officer gave you something to do uh, while you're on your way to do it, if another commanding officer stopped you and told you to do something else, then you went and did something else. You followed the last thing that you heard. Oh, sometimes we need to quit look, looking uh, for, for the answer everywhere else and just do the last thing that we heard. Amen. And trust his word. Oh, I know there are times, uh, I, there are times when, when it seems like his voice is turned off. We can't feel him speaking anything to 
our situation. Uh, it seems like the messages uh, and the sermons are for everybody else but us. Uh, but listen, if that's you tonight, uh, you need to do the last thing that you heard. Amen. Uh, the last thing he spoke to you, trust it. Uh, be not afraid. Uh, only believe. Hallelujah. He speaks a timely word. God gives us a word that's right on time. Uh, it might be a verse. It might be a promise. Uh, it might be in the moving of the Spirit or a testimony, even in a song. But whatever it is, the Lord always gives us something that we can lean on until the miracle comes. Listen, the Lord always gives us something to lean on until the miracle comes. I would love just to see the damsel arise. I would love just to see the cancer dispersed. I would love just to see everyone get healed and saved and all of that stuff. But there are times when the Lord, he wants to walk with us in the valley and in the fire. Amen. And while in that process, he gives us something that we can lean on. A timely word. When the Lord speaks, he speaks to the need. Amen. He doesn't just come out there, oh, you, okay, you're, you, need, you need healed from headaches, so let me give you a word about cancer. That's not the way he does things. He speaks to the need. On, on the storm there, on the Sea of Galilee, he didn't go to the disciples and say, hey, give me some of that fish so I can spread it around, you know, and, and feed 5,000 more when we get to shore. That's not what they needed at the time. He didn't look at Peter and say, hey, Peter, I'm going to heal you of blindness. I know you're not blind. Oh, he, he had to speak to the storm. Peace be still. He didn't go up to the tomb where Lazarus lay and just uh, just try to heal his legs or heal his arms. Amen. Uh, what did he do? He called for him to come forth uh, from the dead. Uh, he said, I am the resurrection uh, and the life. What did he do? He spoke to the need uh, that Mary and Martha had uh, at that moment. Hallelujah. I'm sure they had other things down the road that they would need Jesus for. But right then, in that moment, uh, they needed something to come by and help them and heal their brother, deliver, or excuse me, resurrect their brother. So what did Jesus say? He didn't say, I am the door. He didn't say, I am the way. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Why? He was speaking to the need. Praise God. And when Peter, listen, this is another example. Peter was uh, was really on his high horse. He, he, he was believing in Jesus as the Messiah. He even said, oh, Jesus. Jesus, I'll go with you even to death. And Jesus looked at Peter and spoke to the need that Peter didn't even know he had. He said, Peter, Satan's desiring you to sift you as wheat. But Peter, I have prayed for you. Amen. What was he doing? He was trying to let Peter know, I know exactly what you need. And I'm going to speak to your need right now. Listen, at this moment, Jairus didn't need to hear, well, I can heal of blindness. Well, I can heal of leprosy. Jairus just needed to hear, I'm with you. Be not afraid. Only believe. Hallelujah. He was speaking to Jairus' fear at the moment. That fear was a fear that would call awe or, or cause somebody to run in terror or cause someone to seize up by alarm. The other day, Leah had a fever, and at night she woke up screaming and crying, and, and her eyes looked like she was in terror, and she was shaking all over. It kind of made me nervous, Brother Travis. I thought I was going to have to take her to the, to the ER. I didn't know what she was doing, but, but she something woke her up. 
up and she was scared to death. She didn't know what to do. She couldn't move. It looked like something was really wrong with her. What was it? It was fear. Oh, sometimes in our lives, our troubles can cause us to fear. And it's not just in the women, but it's also in us men. We get afraid of things at times. We're afraid of maybe a diagnosis or being alone, whatever it is. There can be fear there. And God wants to speak to that tonight and say, don't be afraid. Only believe. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Listen, Talitha Kumi's coming. He's going to speak and heal and move the way that Jairus is hoping for. But until he gets to that point, he wants him to know, I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. Don't be afraid of what's waiting over there. I'm right here right now. I'm sure right then and there, Jairus' faith was at its pinnacle. I mean, he was walking with Jesus, and the enemy wanted to tear that faith down. Oh, but Jesus spoke to the need. Hallelujah. The second thing Jesus said, the second thing Jesus said in this story was, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. If sometimes the Lord... He, he always speaks timely words. He speaks to our need. And then he speaks words of promise. I mean, that's a word of promise. She's not dead. She's asleep. Everybody else, she's dead. She's not breathing. We can't find a pulse. There's no hope. This, whatever dreams you had, Jairus, whatever dreams you and your, your wife had for this little girl, they're done. It's over. It's, you guys are going to live alone the rest of your life. But Jesus said she is not dead. She's just asleep. It was a word of a promise. Jesus walks into that house, and there are some mourners there, already weeping and wailing and crying before before Jairus and his family even have time to process the death of their little girl. Back in the Bible days and still in that culture, you, they, they have professional mourners and grievers that will come, and their whole purpose is so when, when the family comes in to grieve, they don't feel out of place. They can just come in and cry along with those professional criers. You know what? You can actually go on a website called rentamourner.co.uk. Uh, it's in England, so uh, you might have to pay them a lot to come to your funeral here. Uh, but you can actually still rent a mourner uh, to this day. But both occasions here uh, that Jesus speaks to Jairus. They seem to be aimed at keeping his faith connected to Christ. Hallelujah. You know, when you stop believing, uh, bad things can start to happen in your life. You got to hold on to your faith. And so Jesus uh, Jesus said, she's not dead, but she's asleep. You know, sometimes Jesus speaks things to our lives that don't seem to make sense, but he knows, listen, he knows what he is about to do. He knows what he is about to do. Oh, I wish somebody tonight would get a hold of that word. Uh, there sometimes you Jesus will tell you to do something like, God, what that doesn't even make any sense. Uh, it doesn't, it, that's, that's, not, that's not applicable to me. Why would you say that? I'll tell you why. Because he knows what he is about to do. It doesn't make sense to that servant to hear those words uh, that she's asleep, uh, but he didn't know that Jesus knew what he was about to do. Uh, there was a day a few years ago we had, uh, we had Hannah and we had 
had Ethan and we wanted to have uh, more children, but but my wife has had troubles in her both pregnancies with them, and so we weren't sure what we should do. And and she always said, I, I was just wish somebody would give us a word. You know, maybe God would speak to us through somebody and tell us it would be okay or the timing was right. Uh, well, we were having a car wash with our with our youth group and and trying to raise some funds. And this lady, she shows up from another church. She gets her car washed, and I don't know how it came to be, but she just grabbed both my hand and my wife's hand, and she said, the Lord wants me to tell you he sees more children in your future, that God's going to bless you with a baby, and this and that, and you know, we just kind of thought, this lady's crazy, uh, she's she's from the funny farm down the road, you know, uh, uh, she, she's, she doesn't got a word from the Lord. It's not, this isn't the right word, you know, but praise the Lord. Uh, a little while later, it's a couple years down the road. Uh, to our surprise, little Leah's coming along. Praise God. Uh, and now we've got her, and she's a terror to deal with sometimes. Amen. No, I'm playing. She's a big blessing, eh? and we love her to death. But you know what? We were looking for an answer in a lot of different directions, but the Lord spoke it to our lives at a moment we least expected it, and it really didn't make sense at the time. But then once we found out we were expecting, and once we knew we were having a little girl, and once we chose the name and all of that stuff, we realized that God had spoken to us that moment through that lady uh, and even though at the time it didn't make sense uh, he knew what he was gonna do uh, and he spoke to us in a promise uh, listen I know we want to get as quickly as we can from point A to point B and there are times we would like to get ahead of Jesus uh, we want to hear Talitha Kumi or cancer be gone or demons leave we want to hear all of that stuff uh, right now but there are times and seasons uh, that we need to learn how to walk Walk with the Lord. We need to walk with him through the time of testing. Listen, we want it to all come back together and everything to be restored and everything makes sense. But that may not be what we needed at the time. We just needed to hold his hand through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, praise the Lord. Sometimes a night in prison will do better for you than anything else. Sometimes a night in shipwreck will do more for you than anything else. Sometimes a day or a week, a month, or a year in the valley, it does more for us than the instant miracle. How is that possible? Well, listen to me. Let me kind of draw an illustration here. If a, if a person's addicted to drugs and all you do is bail them out time after time after time, they never learn. But if if they fall on hard times and the money's not there and they have to go to jail for a little bit, that's usually a lot of times when they find the help that they need. Praise the Lord. Oh, and sometimes the Lord lets us go through things in this life that we don't want to deal with, that are hard, sicknesses and pains and sufferings that we don't understand, Brother Travis. Oh, but it's in those times. If we'll learn to listen to his voice, he'll whisper things things to our hearts uh, that'll help us to hold on to him uh, until the miracle comes. Hallelujah. Oh, and that might just be what somebody needs to hear tonight. The healing's down the road, but until you get there, the Lord wants you to remember there's something you can hold on to. You can hold on to in the meantime. The final thing that Jesus said was Talitha Kumi, hallelujah. When God speaks, he speaks in words of power. 
things that change everything. I can only imagine what was going through the head of Peter, James, and John. I can only imagine what thoughts Jairus and his wife were having. Maybe they were wondering why why, why he brought them all in here to see this daughter. But I, I can just imagine, though, there was something inside of Jairus' head. Amen. That just, he said, he said, be not afraid. Only believe. He said, be not afraid. Only believe. He said, she's asleep. That she's not dead. Maybe those words played over and over. Over and over and over again in his mind. And they were there for a reason. Hallelujah. God had given him something to lean on to until he would hear those words, Talitha Kumi. Praise the Lord. Listen to me tonight. Maybe you've asked these questions. In your situation, God, why haven't you healed me yet? When I uh, when I asked you the first thing, you were the first person I ran to. Lord, why haven't you healed me yet? God, why didn't you allow this situation just to, just to be over? Why did you let it get to this point? Why is my relationship with this person so broken? Why did you let this happen? Why, Lord, why? God, uh, why didn't you save me from this pain and from this suffering? I remember the first time that my mom was dying diagnosed with cancer. I remember hearing my dad just uh, shut himself into the restroom and weep like a baby and ask God why 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 praise the Lord oh but the Lord would remind my father time and time again I said it rains on the just and on the unjust amen and my dad remembered God is a God of promises but maybe you are there right now Lord why why am I dealing with this why is this struggle so real why is this why are these times so hard. All I know is that there are times when God allows us to get to the place of our extreme end when nothing will do but a miracle. And if you read in Psalms 107, you'll find extreme situations of hunger and imprisonment there. I don't know uh, uh, exactly what they all were. I just remember reading so many times in the book of Psalms where David was struggling or the people of God were struggling. But when they cried out to the Lord, Lord, uh, he answered them. Uh, there was a man named Taylor who said this. Uh, he said, he is worth waiting for in your situation because he never comes empty-handed. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus is walking with them every step of the way, all the way up to the place uh, where the young lady lay there. And even there in that room, uh, amen, Jairus has been given words, be not afraid, only believe, timely words, uh, words to lean on, uh, words that spoke to his need, but then out of the mouth of the Savior finally comes the words that he had been waiting for. Talitha, Kumi, damsel I say unto thee arise hallelujah I know there have been times in my life when I looked at the situation and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do but I knew that if I could just get a hold of this word and amen, I knew if I could just get back to the place where time after time I've heard the voice of the Lord speak, I knew that if I could just find some place to get alone and just recall to my mind the promises of the Lord that he would carry me through and that eventually I would hear him speak to my brokenness, to my broken dreams, to those things that looked like they were dead and gone. He would say, arise, hallelujah. He would say, arise. Rise, praise the Lord. 
Oh, sometimes I know things get bad, but the Lord can speak. Listen, there's a song I like to listen to. It's called Nothing is Wasted. It just speaks about how God can redeem every situation with his own power and in his own time. Listen to me. I know there people get sick and they get better. Sometimes storms calm down. Oh, but in nature, nothing dead is ever resurrected. But here up in that room, these this young lady who was once dead, Jesus speaks the word and resurrects all at once, not only the little girl, but all the dreams that Jairus and his wife had for a future family. Amen. He resurrects something inside of them that seemed to be lost forever with just the word of his mouth. His word is powerful. It can change everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three times in the Gospels, Jesus rose people from the dead. The woman's son coming out of Nain. Lazarus there that had been dead a few days. And here this little girl. And each time it's a testament that when things look hopeless and things look too far gone and things look dead in your life, we serve a Savior that possesses the power to speak life to your heart. Oh, praise God. Maybe somebody in here tonight, you've had a dream and a hope of things happening and it seems like it'll never happen. Listen, don't let the dream die. Just wait for the voice of the Lord, amen, to come by and speak life to the situation again. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe there's something in your heart, in your life, in your family that you need him to speak to and heal. I don't know if it'll happen tonight, but I do know this. It'll happen down the road if you'll hold on to his hand, amen. The Lord wants to remind you he's a great restorer of the troubled heart. He's a great restorer of our health, of our joy, of our love, of our dreams, of our family, and of our peace. Praise God. You just got to trust him in the middle of the trial. He'll speak to your heart. I want you to stand with me, if you will. Somebody come to the piano, please. Oh, praise the Lord. What does Jesus want to speak to your life tonight? When he speaks, it's going to be timely. It's going to be spoken to your need. It's going to be a word of promise. And it's going to be a word of power. Hallelujah. Amen. When he speaks, things happen. He'll give you something to hold on to. Listen, he knows what he's about to do in your life. He doesn't ever come empty-handed. And a lot of times when things are at at the worst, his power is seen at its greatest. His power is seen at its greatest. Hallelujah. Maybe tonight you're in the middle of a situation. This morning, Pastor preached about the faithfulness of God. He's so faithful. Tonight we heard that he wants to speak to our hearts a promise, something we can hold on to. Oh, praise the Lord. Don't be discouraged tonight. Only believe. Call back to that faith and only believe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want I want everybody to bow your heads tonight. This is how I want to make this altar call. If you're going through a situation, you just need God to give you something to lean on. Your faith is struggling and you need some help tonight. I want you to raise your hand. You're going through a situation. You're just, you just need to get a hold of that faith again. Just a couple hands out there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Be honest with yourself. 
You've been walking with the Lord, and it seemed like he's not going to come by like you thought he would. Maybe that's where you're at right now. But I want you to know he's not been walking with you empty-handed. He's carrying the promise with him, and he's going to bring it to fruition. You just got to keep walking. Hallelujah. Just keep walking. You can lift your heads if you will. I just want to call everybody that will come ahead to the front. Let's begin to call out on the Lord.